Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. How are you guys? Another week. Still in August. So, you know, listen, you guys all know I have a dog and I swear I could really just do a podcast and just call it Luca because every day it's a new adventure with this dog called Adventures of Luca. And I gotta tell you, he is, he's a special one. I really, I love him though. He, you know, he's a rescue and I got him the day after Thanksgiving, he was supposed to be my parents' dog, whatever. He's my dog now. And so yesterday, he gets limited time in my parents' backyard because he likes to escape because he can jump six feet walls. So he likes to escape to the neighbors. And then he goes up to the front yard because he can jump the walls and he can go to the front yard. And that's when he scares people walking by. He doesn't do anything. He just scares them. (laughs) But anyway, so he gets limited time. So he was out yesterday and he was, you know, he's having a good time. And, you know, I've given him a little bit more leeway because he's really good. When I call him, he comes back. And so as long as I keep an eye on him, then, you know, he's been good. So he's been given like an hour in the afternoon and he's been really, really good and really behaved. So yesterday I was at my parents' house and I was there by myself and just with the dogs. And there are three of them. My parents have one and I have two. And my dad comes home. And so uh, Luca loves my dad. So he comes down from my parents' hillside to say hi to my dad. So he comes in the house, says hi to my dad, and then he runs back out to the hillside. And then about 10 minutes later, I'm like, okay, I want to go home. So I call him and my other dog, and they come back downstairs, or they come back down from the hillside. And I'm like, oh my gosh. My dad goes, what? All three dogs are there. I'm all, look at Luca. And he's like, what? I'm all, Luca's naked. He goes, what? I'm all, his harness is gone. Somehow, (laughs) and Luca has to wear a harness. He can't wear just a collar because for some reason, the collar was causing part of his hair. Like the collar wasn't tight. But the collar, for some reason, was irritating him and it was causing him to lose part of his hair. So then I put a harness on him and I think he kind of liked the harness because she gets like separation anxiety. You know, he's a rescue. He's all the issues of a rescue. 
So I felt like the harness, like he wore it like a vest, like it was, it's kind of like, like a warm blanket for him. You know, I think it, it's kind of comforting for him. So that's just what he wears from now on. And he comes back in and he doesn't have his vest on, his harness on anymore. And I had just tightened it the day before. So it wasn't big on him. It wasn't even loose on him. I'm like, where is this harness? Now I know he can get out of his harness because he's gotten out of it many times before. But that's when he's tried to get out of it. This time I know he wasn't trying to get out of it. He just got out of it. And I'm sure it's because there's a part in the fence, in my parents' fence, to go over to the neighbors where he actually crawls under the fence. And so I'm guessing it got stuck on something. And I'm just like, oh, Luca. So because I can't climb the hill right now, so I had to just leave it. We had to just go. <laughs> and so he didn't, I have a backup harness because I have to with this dog. But I'm just like, what? Why with this dog? I don't understand. Anyways, I was back there today because my other dog, Olive, goes there. She hangs out at my parents' house every single day because I live in an apartment and I don't, you know, I want them to be able to play all day. Anyway, so we went there today and I had to run some errands. And so my mom, she has to babysit Luca when I have errands to run. So when I went to go pick up the dogs, I can see in their backyard... I see the vest. So they must have found it on the hillside and brought it down, meaning they as in the dogs. Now, Olive's collar over the years, I've had her for almost, for like four and a half years now. Her collar is just playing with the other dogs. Like her collar has gotten pulled off, you know, whatever, just a couple times, whatever. And she's brought the collar to me before. So I'm guessing they found his vest or his harness, whatever, on the hillside and brought it back down. <laughs> but... Anyways, found the harness. I love these dogs. I really do, but they are so crazy. Anyways, so we got the harness back and I had to wash it because it was all muddy and dirty and (laughs) there we are. But Luca is crazy and he is, he's such a cuddle bug and literally staring at him right now as I record this podcast because he has to be next to me every second of the day that he can be. But he's a very sweet dog. Anyways, some of you may know, well, I've talked about it before on here that I have rheumatoid arthritis, always a bummer. But now I have tendonitis in my hand. I thought it was carpal tunnel. I was just guessing, I don't know. But apparently it's tendonitis. So that's fun. So I've been dealing with that now. I have to, my hand is wrapped like every day, but I still have to work. So now I just work in pain now because I can't really take pain meds while I work because I'm sensitive to pain meds. So I work with Advil and then, well, now I'm taking Aleve because I think Aleve is a little stronger. I don't know. Just trying it all. So that is one of the reasons I couldn't go up on the hillside to get it because I can't climb this hill like brush and whatever. So that's why I couldn't get the harness because I can't climb it with one hand because you need really both hands to stabilize yourself. (laughs) So (laughs) life is fun sometimes. So health-wise, things are just fantastic. And then my doctor friend, she was like, I don't like your doctor anymore, my RA doctor. She's like, they're not helping you because I guess tendonitis and RA go together. It's very common to get tendonitis when you have RA. And I do know that the tendonitis has now caused a flare with my RA. So it's kind of both. So like it's gone up to my elbow. 
And I had told them last week when I saw them that this was my problem and they did nothing to help me. So anyway, so she's like, you got to go see another doctor. And so I called the new doctor today to try and make an appointment. Well, they don't take my insurance, even though I have a PPO. So, so next year I am looking to switch my insurance so that I can get different coverage and go to this doctor. So we'll see. I just feel like I pay so much for insurance that I should just be able to go to anybody I want, but that's just not how it works. So six more months of this, and then hopefully I will be able to get a new doctor, but we'll see. I just, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Like if you tell your doctor, like she, I mean, my RA for the most part is under control, but the tendonitis triggered something, but I don't know. Like she didn't have to fix anything else. Like I didn't come to her... And I didn't say I have eight problems and she just forgot and I forgot to fix one of them. Like I literally came with one problem. Here's my hand. And I said, this is what I do for a living. I can't work with this pain. And she didn't give me any solutions except for like, I have to wrap it at night. And I didn't realize what the problem was. So I didn't realize that it was in her area that she should have helped me. Like I didn't know because I'm, you know, not a doctor. I didn't even know that it was tendonitis. I thought it was carpal tunnel. So I thought I had to go to another doctor. Anyways, it's just frustrating because I just don't understand. Just help people. I mean, I'm paying you. Just help me. Just help me. That's all I ask. Like she was so concerned that I didn't get blood work done the, the visit before. I'm like... Anyway, anyway, so that's fun. That's super fun. But other than that, you know, life is good. <laughs> life is good. I don't know if I have anything else to talk about except for those two really exciting things. School is starting up for most people. I've noticed I went to Costco and I could just tell everybody's kind of getting ready to... Like there were kids like picking out like their school stuff and school lunches and whatever. I don't miss those days. I have to say, (laughs) I don't miss those days. But, you know, school's important. You got to go. You got to get through it. And then you don't have to go to college, but you got to go to high school, right? You got to go to middle school. You got to go to elementary school and then you get choices. But you got to suck it up and do it. And... You know, high school wasn't my favorite, but I think that it's such good learning opportunities for you. And I think that you, I don't know, you just, I ended up, I mean, as much as I didn't like high school, I also liked it, if that makes sense. Like I still have friends from high school. I did have just a lot of great experiences and... I mean, I think a lot of people still have friends from high school. I mean, one of my best friends is from high school. I was in people's weddings from high school, like just some really good times. And I know my sisters, definitely one of my sisters feels the same way. And I don't know, it's just interesting. I know everybody's experiences are different. I don't know why I'm even going on a tangent. I don't know why I'm going down this road, but school and it just triggered me, whatever. But stay in school, kids. <laughs> stay in school. It's good for you. Anyways, let's just get started. We're going to talk about essential oils today. We're going to talk about coffee and caffeine today. And I think we should just get started. All right. So here we go. 
right, you guys. So let's talk about essential oils first. So personally, I have never really been a fan except for peppermint oil. I have been using that one for years to help with headaches. So I've always dealt with headaches. And sometimes when I feel like I'm taking too much Advil, then I would opt for peppermint oil instead. Or maybe I would just try the peppermint oil first so that I could avoid, you know, the Advil. And I would just like put it at the base of my neck or sometimes on my temples, you know, like more in my hairline, not necessarily on my face. And that would kind of alleviate the headache. And sometimes I could avoid taking Advil. And even sometimes, you know, when you're sick and you have a really bad cold and you feel like you can't breathe or when you're going to go to bed at night and that's when like you're really when you get stuffy because you're laying down, I would put just a tiny bit. I did this Vicks uh, Vapo Rub too, but I would put just a little bit in my nostril just so I could like breathe. I've even done that for clients when they sometimes lay down and they can't breathe. Like if they have sinus issues or allergies or whatever, you just put a tiny bit and it just like helps them breathe. Peppermint oil can be really strong and it can actually burn a little bit. So you have to be very, very, very conservative. And I've used it on my like young nephews and it can be too strong for their skin. So you have to be so, so, if you use it on your kids, you do have to be super, super conservative um, with it because it can be too strong. But I got to tell you, that oil I'm obsessed with. I, I really do love that. And When I would massage clients during facials, I would mix a little bit of peppermint oil with my grapeseed oil. And that's what I would use to massage their neck and shoulders. And my clients loved it because it does help to just kind of relax the tension, the muscles, whatever. It smells good. I never had anybody complain about the smell. So everybody seemed to love it. I don't do massage anymore just because of my arthritis. I had to just eliminate it so I could get the most use out of my hands. It just became too much stress for me. But if any estheticians are listening, add a little peppermint oil to your oil. And it's pretty amazing. Anyways, so years ago, essential oils became super popular with the MLM companies like doTERRA and Young Living. And don't get me started on MLMs. Anyways, everyone was selling them. And all of a sudden, they cured every ailment. I just remember, I mean, I was dating a guy and his mom, I don't know if she was selling them, but she started and it was like every, like, I remember he would get sick and then his mom would come over and like, it was like, use this drop for this and da, da, da. Like everything was like, you know, you got to use 15 oils for this and whatever. And I would just, you'd see it on social media. I'd be like, you know, use this five drops and then all of a sudden you're gonna not have a cold anymore. And some people swear by it. And maybe it's power of the mind. Maybe they do. I don't know. I never, except for the peppermint oil, I just didn't find that they did anything. But, you know, even if it's the placebo effect, if they're not hurting you, who cares? The MLM ones were just mighty expensive. So I don't think you have to always spend a fortune, you know. Anyway, so of course, being an esthetician, people talked about them all the time because people think we use this stuff. And and some people do. But I don't think most of us are using these oils in the treatment room unless it's for aromatherapy. And even then, it's important to be careful. 
I've always been sensitive to smells. I'm not triggered by anything, uh, meaning no bad memories are necessarily brought up by smells, but I don't like certain scents. Vanilla and lavender are two that I feel very strongly about. Please don't bring them around. (laughs) I don't like them at all. And those are very common in my industry. Vanilla and lavender are just everywhere. I think they're just common, period, like in candles and like laundry stuff. And they're just common. So they're definitely common in, you know, the aesthetics industry. And I'm not a fan. I do not like them at all. But I also remember my aesthetics teacher telling us to be careful about scents in our room because you never know what could bring up a memory for someone. And obviously, we don't want to make anyone sad or angry, you know, want them, you know, you don't want to like remind them of like a divorce or a death or anything. So, you know, if you can keep things more neutral, you know, you don't want somebody to walk in and like have your room smell bad. But, you know, what if your room smelled like roses and that triggered somebody? So, you know, you always have to kind of have to be careful. Patchouli is another smell that I really just like. But luckily that one, you don't really smell that. Um, It's just not a smell that's around that much. I did waitress with a girl once who used to wear it. It was almost offensive. I'm sorry for anyone out there who likes it, but no. No patchouli, no lavender, no vanilla. If you hate me, then you know how to get at me. But It, no, no, no. So I really try to keep my treatment room neutral. When I buy candles, they are usually very mild smelling like cotton or linen or a beach, or I get the ones that aren't expensive so they won't be strong. Like I will literally go to TJ Maxx and you know, you can buy those candles and they're not super fragrancy, you know, they just aren't. So, you know, I'm not going to buy like the Joe Malone ones or whatever because, you know, they have a lot of fragrance in them. So you just go to TJ Maxx and I just buy, you know, a big candle, whatever, and they last a long time, but they're not going to be super strong. And so they don't fill my room when they're not overwhelming when my client comes into the room. I also have a bigger treatment room, so I am lucky there. So any candle that I do have isn't going to overwhelm the room anyway because the room is much larger than most esthetician rooms. I'm lucky that way too. So, But when I did have a smaller room, I would light a candle maybe for a little bit and then blow it out. So it wasn't lit all day because then also that can be, you know, overwhelming. So I'm just aware and maybe that's my own thing and other people don't even think about it like meaning clients who come in, it's not even a thought in their head, but I don't know. It's just something I've always, I've just always been very sensitive to smells and I don't know why. I really don't. It's got to be something in my childhood somewhere. Anyway, so I started to hear about people putting these oils on their faces when all of this started happening with the MLMs and all that because I just feel like everybody takes it too far. It's like, we can't just go halfway. We have to like go full steam ahead and just go crazy. So I just knew that wasn't good. I knew it could be irritating. I knew it could do damage to the skin. And, you know, usually it's damage you aren't seeing. So we're going to talk about that today and we're going to get into it. And I'm going to give you all the research that I've done and tell you why and, and what and who and all that. So here we go.
find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Essential oils can be extracted from any plants, flowers, bark, stem, leaves, roots, and even sometimes its fruits. The volatile fragrant portion of the plants is what makes the essential oil bad for the skin. As we know, companies boast that these oils have been used for thousands of years, but that doesn't mean it's good for you. Humans evolve, science evolves we learn. And we learned that these oils are problematic for the skin. You'll often find diluted essential oils in skincare stating that they will help your acne, your wrinkles, your sun damage, your spider veins, your whatever. Honestly, I've heard it all. And fortunately, the bad outweighs the good. Some of the good essential oils can be sources of potent antioxidants, and fight against some skin problems like fungi and yeast. But with that can also come the bad side effects from using these oils, contact dermatitis, dryness, redness, and itchiness. For acne-prone skin, some essential oils that are recommended are rosemary, thyme, cinnamon. I just posted actually about cinnamon because it's become a a hot one on, on TikTok. And citronella. Are they effective? Yeah, they can work. They also can significantly irritate the skin. Acne sufferers are dealing with enough. Most do-it-yourself and quote-unquote natural stuff doesn't work for acne. You really do need the hard stuff like, you know, benzoyl peroxide, mandelic, salicylic. You need that stuff to fight off the bacteria. And when it comes to anti-aging, Slapping on an essential oil every day is not what is going to save your skin from getting fine lines and wrinkles. In fact, you might just get them faster. Irritating your skin and doing damage, again, that you may not see, will absolutely age your skin faster. And you might be able to find some studies that say these oils at certain amounts are safe for your skin, but that doesn't consider that a lot of times 
more than one oil is used in a product. More than one product with essential oils is being used and possibly more than that percentage is in the product already. So let's say that, I don't know, 0.5% is the allotted amount for your skin. It would probably be less than that, but let's just say 0.5%, okay? So let's just say 0.5% and they said that your product says it only has 0.5%, but what if you're using more than one product that has essential oil, okay? So you have to consider all of the things, all the products that you're using that might have more than one essential oil, or you have to think that if you're using multiple products that have essential oil, so you're topping your skin with more than one oil. So all of those things have to be considered. Lavender and rose, those are two oils you want to avoid as well. They are fine to inhale. So most oils are fine to inhale anyway. So they're they're really fine for aromatherapy. So a lot of massage therapists will use them in the room. In fact, when I used to go to this other massage therapist before I worked with one, when I would go, she always would ask me what scent I wanted and I never wanted a scent. I like it. Like I said, I like neutral. But she would always ask what scent I wanted in the room, which is a nice, you know, it's a nice addition to, you know, to have in the room. That's all fine to do. I know some estheticians will actually put an essential oil in their towel warmer. You know, some will mix it with the towels. You shouldn't do that. But some will just put the oil inside the towel warmer so it's not touching the towel, but just the towels will smell like that. And that's all fine. You can inhale it. You just don't want it to touch your skin. Because like lavender and rose can be calming and soothing. You just don't want to have it touch the skin. But also keep the lavender away from me. (laughs) Sorry, I don't like it. So really, you want to be careful because at the end of the day, these essential oils are not good for the skin. So just because they were good thousands of years before, we know through research, because these scientists have done the research for us, and they have come to know that they are not helping the skin. They are irritating the skin. They are causing contact dermatitis. They are causing dryness. They are causing irritation. They are causing itchiness. And again, you may not see the irritation. I've said this so many times with certain things because our skin can be good at hiding damage. It can be good at hiding the signs of irritation, but that doesn't mean that it's not happening. You know what I mean? I have said that retin-A, it can be good for the skin. I know there's a lot of benefits. You know, I'm not against it, but I'm hesitant about it. And when I see clients who use it, honestly, I see a difference in their skin versus somebody who doesn't use it. Even if they're using it the correct way, I can just see a weakness in their skin. And it's just different. It's just different. And that doesn't mean that they're using it wrong or whatever. I just don't love it for the skin. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with like essential oils. You may not be seeing what it's doing to the skin, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. And essential oils are such an easy thing to stay away from. So I don't know. 
stay away from it. You can still smell, you can still buy the candles, you can still buy the aromatherapy stuff. Just keep the essential oils away from your face, your neck, your chest, your hands. It's just not worth it. All right, so that is essential oils. And that's all we have to say about that. So let's talk about coffee. Let's talk about caffeine. And let's get into that. So coffee, this ingredient has been talked about a lot, not just in like do it yourself, but I've seen it on product shelves. And one of my skincare companies that I use, SkinScript, they have a coffee mask. So does it work? Is it the caffeine that is actually doing the work here? I have good news and I have bad news or maybe just news. I mean, I don't know where you guys fall when it comes to coffee and caffeine. I do know that you will find caffeine in eye creams because it's supposed to help tighten the skin. Here's the thing though. Most of the evidence is anecdotal and just not something that will do anything for the skin. That's caffeine, okay? So caffeine's great for, uh, (laughs) you can drink it. It will give you energy. It can help you, I guess. But I mean, some people feel like It's going to reinvigorate you or something. If you use it on the skin, it's not going to do anything for the skin. It doesn't do anything for eye creams. I've talked about eye creams before. You know, it's great if you want to use them for the daytime to help firm up the area. But as far as like big changes, your face serums will do that. I need to do a new episode about that. But anyways, caffeine in eye creams, caffeine in your skincare products, Not a lot of evidence to support that it's doing anything for your skin. So, caffeine, caffeine, (laughs) I don't even know. Coffee seed oil, on the other hand, can help the skin. It can help with moisture retention. And let's be honest, we all need that. It can help with just the overall health of the skin. It can, you know, make your skin look smoother and just look healthier. So coffee can be good for the skin. And like I said, a skin script that I use, it has a coffee mask and I liked it. And it smelled, I mean, it was very coffee. And I did like it. It felt like it definitely hydrated my client's skin. So there are benefits to coffee when the coffee seed oil is actually used. Now, as far as like using coffee scrubs, because some people will be like, save your coffee grounds that, you know, when you're brewing your coffee in the morning, save those scrubs. You know what? Don't save those scrubs. It's just too harsh. You know, you can try it. You can, you know, use it maybe like on the back of your hand or on your leg and see whatever. But most likely it's going to be too harsh for the skin. And listen, we have so many options these days for scrubs. Why use something that could potentially irritate the skin? It's, it's just not worth it. It's really not. It's for sure too harsh for the face, neck, and chest. For sure. Just don't even try it there. Possibly for the body, it's okay. Possibly. But again, why? Why? Why not use something that we know for sure is okay for the body. There's so many inexpensive body scrubs out there that you can purchase and we don't need coffee. The caffeine in the coffee is not doing anything for you. 
And it just, you know, I don't know, you can make compost, whatever people do with coffee grounds these days. You just don't need to put them on your body. And it just seems like it would be messy. I mean, it would kind of smell good. I'm not a big coffee drinker. I kind of go through stages. I've been drinking iced coffee lately, but I go through stages, but I, yeah, I just, I don't really drink a lot of coffee, but I love the smell of coffee. So the idea of like taking a shower and then my bathroom smelling like coffee sounds amazing, especially like in the morning. But it also seems like it would be messy. And I don't know if coffee grounds going down your shower drain would be good. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't matter. Maybe it'd be the same thing as like a scrub going down your drain probably wouldn't matter. I don't know. I don't know. Ask a plumber. I have no idea. But anyways, I just don't think it's necessary. I think we can just skip that do-it-yourself thing. You know, skip the cinnamon, skip the essential oils, skip the coffee. It's just not necessary. Skip the caffeine in your eye cream, you know? I just feel like I'm debunking things all day long. I debunked the blue light last week and sorry, you guys. I hope I'm not disappointing you. But really, I'm just trying to save you money. I'm really just trying to save you money. Anyways, you guys, that's it. That's it. That is the podcast. So I hope you guys learned something. I hope that you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow me on social media at OC. And if you ever have an idea for the podcast, if there's something that you guys want me to talk about, please reach out. Let me know. Somebody asked me to talk about stem cells. And so that's what prompted me to do it last week. So reach out to me. You know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. And sometimes I'll come, I'll have 10 ideas. I don't know. But so if you ever have something that, you know, you don't think I've talked about or whatever, reach out to me, send me a message on social media or Sometimes I don't get them though. If we're not like technically friends on social media, I don't always get them or it might take me some time to see them. So you can always email me at devin at pureskinoc.com. And then of course, five-star reviews on iTunes, super helpful. Let's get this podcast going. Let's come on people, especially with my hand. I'm like, I need this podcast to start making me some money. I am a single woman out here doing it by myself. I need this podcast to bring in some dough. Also, I have my website, pureskinoc.com, where you can sign up for my skincare coaching. If you want to get some help with your skin, I would love to help you. And you can sign up online and then I send you a consultation form and then we go from there. It's so easy. You got to try everything before you commit to buying anything. I think that's awesome. And listen, I have seen other people do these virtual consultations, which I think is great because I I really, I do, I think these are, I, I think this is such a great way to be able to get help with your skin. So I love that other estheticians are offering it, but I don't know that everybody's doing the sample thing. I think people are just having you buy products. I'm big on samples. I want everybody to try before they buy because we need to know if you're going to have an allergic reaction. I need to know if you're going to like the products. I need to know that it's just going to work for your skin. I mean, that's the whole thing. You go to Target and you don't know if it's going to work for you. So it's the same thing. I want you to try before you buy. That's how we do it here at OC. So pureskinoc.com and my online store is also there. So if you want to check out the products that I have, then of course you can do that 
there too. And then tell your friends, tell your friends about the podcast, tell your friends about the social media. I mean, don't be shy. And don't keep me for yourself. I mean, there's enough of me to go around. So share the love, everybody. All right, guys, I hope you have a great one and we will talk soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.